gang, 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 gang. What's up, everybody? My name is Chris, and welcome to Rooting for Everybody Black, the Black Entertainment Podcast. All right. Today, we have a special guest with me. I've been knowing her since I was six years old. She's a sister from another mister. She is Danielle Polian. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people listening and watching today. Because this right here is an amazing person. This is an amazing person. Uh, thank you so much. Hi, everyone. My name is Danielle Polian. I am currently a grad student. I just graduated from Northern Kentucky University, and now I'm getting my master's in communication at Illinois State University. And I'm super excited to be here. Yes, I'm glad. I'm glad you are because we are happy to have you. And I know so many Danielle supporters are happy to see you in a new space because she actually used to do, was it called Lemonade Mouth or was it Drinking Lemonade, lemonade? Thoughts? Lemonade what? Mm-hmm. Lemonade Thoughts. Lemonade Thoughts, yes. Run that back up, Danielle. Run that back up because people, people's waiting for it, especially me. I'm working. <laughs> All right, though. We are here actually to discuss the show. One of my favorites, Insecure, it is an HBO show. It recently did end. So just warning you all, just in case you have not finished the show, there are spoilers. So got to let you know. But we're here to talk about that, and I can't wait to dive on into it. I don't know about you, Danielle, but I'm ready about this show. Oh, I'm excited. Yes. So let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and get started. Who are you rooting for tonight? I'm rooting for um everybody black. Everybody black. They say this is a Every time I speak, I want the truth to come out. You know what I'm saying? Every time I speak, I want to shift, 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 shift. Yes, that's me. I'm not saying I'm going to rule the world or I'm going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the, the, the brain that will change the world. I never took a straight path nowhere. Life's full of twists and turns, bumps and bruises. I live, I learn. I'm from that city full of yellow cabs and skyscrapers. That ending, that ending part gets me because it's so smooth. And then I just love the show Power. I actually just finished it. Mm-hmm. But shout out to Dom. He made that bomb intro for me. He's the one that made the uh, sound for us when we did the stroll off. Uh, uh-huh. uh, but all right. So welcome back, y'all. I hope you all enjoyed that intro, that theme song that was made for Rooting for Everybody Black. Again, the Black Entertainment Podcast. But we're here to talk about Insecure. And we got to hit you with the did you know the did you know part where we may teach you a thing or two about insecure and just give you a quick breakdown of what insecure is and what it's all about so insecure is a comedy drama created by a black woman a black queen herself Issa ray not only did she create it but she also co-starred in it and it had five five seasons with 44 episodes yo amazing shit so she has some good ratings the show definitely caught a lot of attention from i believe from 2016 to 2021 it had people going crazy and it had twitter going crazy but she had i believe eight out of 10 on IMBD rating and then also 97 percent on rotten tomatoes so that is pretty amazing to wow. do i didn't even know that yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Danielle, you got to let the people know a little bit, especially for the people that have not seen Insecure. What is Insecure about? Oh, Insecure is about the main two characters, I would say. It, it deals with a lot, but start with the main two characters, which is Issa and Molly. And they're two Black women, they're best friends. They both live in LA and they they deal with some real life flaws. You know, they, they deal with jobs, relationships, things dealing with self-love, 
friendships, all types of different categories. But, you know, a lot of their insecurities come to fruition or to the forefront. And they are just talking about how to deal with these different life experiences. And honestly, the inspiration of the show is just representing modern day women, Black women that are strong, that are confident, you know, and they always have a good head on their shoulders, but even though they have flaws, they have flaws, they can be awkward and they can also be kind of insecure and it's okay to be all of those things. And I think the show just highlights that. Oh, for sure. I like that definitely that they can show uh Issa brought out representation that has not really been shown on tv black women who are strong confident but they have many layers to them we could be insecure about a lot of things whether it's coming from relationship personal or work life but thank you for that Daniel thank you for that welcome um and we gotta check out Issa's new joint it is called rap shit on hbo i don't got hbo right now so honestly if any supporter you don't want to slide a few dollars into my cash shop you know support the channel so i can watch rap shit on hbo but have you seen that yet uh danielle i've seen a little bit of it it's pretty good it is? I, i'm not gonna talk about that but yeah it's it's pretty good i like it it's different but it's good. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I, I, I want to see it. But one day I will, and that definitely will be something we talk about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Now, now that we talked about the show, broke it down for everybody, we got to talk about our favorite parts real quick. Just real quick. Uh, Danielle, what is your favorite part from this show? The favorite, my favorite part from the show yeah okay I I know it's kind of cliche but I gotta say the ending I love the ending and um spoiler um everything just ends up working out like everything works out for Issa she gets her or she has her her dream job of like being a um an event planner and she plans different events for the community community activists and um Molly ends up getting married. We never thought that woman was going to get a man. Child, the way she be dogging these men. Lord. I was like, it's over for her. And somebody said, I think somebody on Twitter was like, the show's going to be over when she ends up getting a man. And it was right. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, those are my favorite parts. Just the ending and um, everything ended up being okay. It's not perfect, but... Mm-hmm. It was it was beautiful and and Lawrence and uh Mo- I said Molly Lawrence and Issa oh. ended up together. <laughs> oh, what if that didn't happen? That would be a Lawrence whole- and Molly. Oh, the oh. show would be over. It would have been a big fright fight, a big brawl. Yeah. Been- yeah. So Lawrence and Issa ended up getting back together, and we're we're definitely gonna get into their breakup and everything else a little bit later. But that was my favorite part of the show. Oh. What about you? Oh, man, you know, I get a little ratchet, but I had to bring it back to really season one when it was the it was the head turner when the show first came out and what really got my my attention. I believe it's the first episode. It's been a while, y'all, since I've seen the show Mm -hmm. since it dropped. But the first episode when she was on stage, I even po- made a post about this on Instagram. But when she was on stage and she was rapping and made this whole rap about her friend, best friend, best friend Molly, and was talking about her broken pussy on stage. And this, the crowd was like, hold on. And then they would start jamming to it. <laughs> and then she's on a date too. Molly's on a date with a whole man. She said, Molly. <laughs> and then he leaves. you can't tell me a show that like really was explicit especially with I guess black women and showing them like just having fun being real uh calling out your friends and you know roasting your friends and just that yeah you don't you don't see that on shows very often and now 
that I'm watching television more and I have more time to do that, especially with RFB. But uh, more shows and more networks are heading towards Black women as their main characters. And I definitely think that Issa Rae broke down some doors that have two Black women, because I can't remember the name, but there's a show on Hulu or show on Freeform, which mm-hmm. is ABC, and they have something with two, with two Black women. But they're breaking down doors, but either way, favorite, my favorite part, my favorite part. So we talked about our favorite parts, but for the people that don't know, or the people that need a little reminder, we got to give the quick re, 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 remix breakdown of just the seasons real quick. Season one, two, three, four, five. Now, when I say remix, it's because this show is a little bit older it ended last year and this is our this is our take on what happened in the seasons the biggest highlights the biggest highlights just a quick breakdown of the the show just a quick outline of it so season one i would have to say was of course the starter of the show getting getting to know Issa, molly their friendship And then also seeing their love life and their love life struggles. Issa was uh, cheating, her cheating scandal with Lawrence. And we see that happen. Molly with her multiple dates and her high standards, getting to know that. Mm -hmm. And then season two, I would say was more of work issues. We dive a bit more into that, but... I believe I would have to say that was Lawrence Savage mode because Lawrence, you yeah. know, after the cheating, <laughs> yeah, he was on the move, Daniel. He was on the move. But uh, season three is still a little bit more work issues. Um, four is also work issues too, but we see Issa's come up. Issa already quit her job in season three, around the end of season three. In season four, she's got the block party. She's got her own business and she's an entrepreneur now, as well as Molly is changing in that route of changing the game. She was with a predominantly white law firm and then now she's moving to a black one and being with her own people. And we also see some more relationship issues here. And in season five, the the season that ended it all, with of course the happy you know happy ending but lauren lawrence and Issa reconnecting that was also end of season four but really a lot of back and forth and then molly ending up with her man so that is the quick outline you already know the outline of the season in case you forgot and it's been a little bit of time you already you got some facts and you know our favorite parts, but we got to tell you really the part of the good, the bad, and the ugly. The parts where that stood out to us. So, Danielle, tell me some parts that stood out to you that you would have to put on your good list from the show. Something on my good list from the show. Um, I would say... Um, I really love that it focused on just, just because you're not on the same path as everyone else, that doesn't mean that you're on the wrong path of life. And we saw that a lot with, with Issa and Molly, um, Issa first worked as a nonprofit, like youth, uh, liaison. She was like a youth liaison for a youth nonprofit, um, organization, she was helping these kids and things weren't always right especially with her co-workers and them being in a, a space where they were helping mainly like um you know black and brown children and they were pretty much all white um so it was just kind of awkward in that sense but you know she wanted to do something that she was passionate about she wanted to do something where she made an impact and then um you see her job versus Molly's job, which was her being a lawyer. So it seemed like Molly had her career um, on lock and she's always been secure, uh, secure, like with her career, but she wasn't always secure in her love life. So 
uh, everybody has different hurdles. Everybody has uh, different things that they go through that are good, that are bad. Um, but I love that the show highlighted just I'm on one path. You might be on another path. Lawrence, Lawrence was a couch potato the first season. My goodness, he was getting on my nerves, just sitting on that couch talking about I'm looking for a job where you need to get up and find one. Um, so I think it just showed, it just showed everybody has growth at different stages of their life. So I really love that. And um, I also really like that uh, it, the show highlights the journey of sisterhood and really just how beautiful friendship can friendships can be. And friendship isn't always when everything is going right. Friendships are also meant to be like accountability buddies. So Molly was always calling Issa out when she was, you know, being a little selfish or feeling like everything revolved around her. And and Issa was calling her out when she was, Molly was dogging these men. So uh, I think it was a really good mix of um, good things, bad things, but just showing that friendship can can survive these storms. Oh, for sure, for sure. I like a lot of the points that you that you had to say, um, because a lot of times we do look at our friends who we see that, oh my God, they're so successful. Like Issa looking at Molly, like she's so successful. She's got bank because Molly was bringing in more money. She had, you know, the penthouse. She she had the nice dog. Uh, what was his name? Flavor Flav. He had his own gold chain. Like she had money. She was doing it, doing her, doing her thing with her job. And Issa was looking at her like, you know, like maybe she wasn't as successful in her career zone and, you know, come to find out she wasn't doing what she was loving uh, also because like the ratio, she's the only black person and they're trying to help kids of color, but she's the only person of color on her work staff, which is very, you know, confrontational. But sometimes we look at our friends and we compare our journey and we can't always compare our journey because the things that you want and you're looking at your friend for, they're looking at you about something else that you're, you know, being successful in. And Molly all the time pointing out, like, you're in a relationship with Lawrence before before the cheating scandal, but you're in a happy relationship with Lawrence. Like, and even though, you know, couch potato phase, she was like, oh, like, I'm not really happy, but you're right. Like, I'm in a relationship where a man loves me he's not cheating on me he you know he's always there for me of course but he's not doing what she particularly wanted and needed in her relationship mm -hmm. but we always look at other things that other people have but we can't compare our journey but great points Danielle I, I I truly agree with a lot of that you said I had to say for my good list was the come up whether it was Issa's come up uh, working for the nonprofit, we got y'all, and she was not doing good at her job. And I really find a lot of that to relate to me. I just recently, I feel like I'm, I'm not Issa in a way, but I just quit my job. Um, did she get fired or did she quit? I can't remember. Ooh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I want to say she. I want to say she quit. I think she quit because I remember remember they were gonna fire her because she's supposed to present or something and she didn't have her she didn't have her stuff together. And then she had that conversation and then she came up. Uh I know she pissed off her, one of her coworkers, Frida, but at, at the end she quit. She realized it wasn't for her. But I quit my job too. Realized it was not for me. Um, but for her to quit her job, find herself. You know, it was a rocky road ahead, but she was able to find a successful path for her through entrepreneurship and a nonprofit and being nonprofit for the block party. She created a successful event. And then from from there, uh, it still was a bit of a rocky road. Your your journey will not always be easy once you even find success. But for her to leave something and go down her, you know, way of passion, being herself. It worked out for her and I'm planning that to work out for myself as well. 
So I had to note that. I had to say that. And same with Molly, but Molly wasn't necessarily career-wise like Issa, but Molly's was mental health-wise and relationship-wise. Because at first she thinks she got it all. Just because you think you have it career-wise, you may not have it down on lock personal-wise, mentally, and your mental health may not be in check. So she had to, you know, her friends would tell her to go see a therapist. She saw one of her, you know, people from either college or high school or whatever, and she said, yeah, I'm in therapist. Uh, yeah, I'm in therapy. And she was like, I bet, because she was crazy. But she realized <laughs> that, like, she needs therapy, too, and it helped her a lot, like, you know, finding herself. Um, and not always, you don't always have to be in a relationship to be happy, but... She made a good turnaround too. Yeah. So that's really all I had to say on my good list. Was there anything else you had to add there, Danielle, before we go to our bad? Mm, I think I love like the the flashes into the future that she would get, like the media or just the edits. I think from like a media, like I studied media in college. So um like looking at it from an editing point of view I think that was really cool just to see like there was like one part in season one when she was about to tell him that she cheated on him Issa was about to tell Lawrence she cheated on him and like I guess Lawrence like slapped her but it wasn't real but it was just interesting to see like okay that part or there's part in uh season five where um Lawrence Lawrence moved on. He ended up getting with another woman. Her name is Condola. And they had a baby together. Um, and there's this one part like where Issa finds out she just like shoots the baby like a basketball. And like it wasn't actual, it wasn't real, but it was just hilarious. So I think the editing for the show was like really, really good too. Yo, I was just about to ask you which which one did you like more? And I really love that she brought it back in full circle for the last season because you can see that she kind of dropped off of those um scenarios, mm-hmm. those little flashes. And I think would you say that would be anxiety? A yeah. lot of his anxiety, um, maybe a bit insecurities, overthinking, a lot of that. And I'm I'm glad she brought it back, but I think it kind of like faded away around, you know, the ending episode. three and four. Like you didn't see it as much, but I'm glad she brought it back. But that one, those two are the ones I cannot forget and live rent free in my head when he slapped the hell out of her <laughs> when she told him. But yeah. our anxiety really gets the best of us. That's a true example of anxiety and how we think something and assume something's going to happen but it really doesn't don't get me wrong some things are bad but yeah and that that baby that baby throw like the meme had my I thought that was real for a second my draw dropped to the floor <laughs> but yeah I I agree I also got to point out real quick is the music they had mm-hmm. some fire songs and sometimes they go too quick I'll try to Shazam them Mm-hmm. they had some fire songs in here yeah a lot of my songs on my playlist come from insecure yeah. you gotta send if you can please send I'll me send you. yeah for sure send me some but i know there's some uh playlists on spotify so i may have to check that back out but yes 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 good list we talked about it now we gotta talk about the bad the bad of the show what parts do you think that stood out to you that you didn't think like oh that was messy like oh something messy I would say for Issa Issa's character um I think it was like season four I think it was like season four three four let's say four so uh that's when Lawrence which is Issa's ex-boyfriend or boyfriend she was in love with for a very long time Lawrence started dating Condola and when they started dating each other um Issa was actually working with Condola um so it was just very interesting to see like how she navigated that difficult situation like this this woman is with her mans but 
not her man's no more. And um, she had to really act accordingly. She had to act like a working professional while they were working on different events. So um, sometimes life will throw you some curveballs, some situations you have to deal with. And um, I just, I felt bad for her, honestly. That was just crazy. I wouldn't know how I would feel in that situation. So just working and having to do adultly duties while things are not always perfect. So that was a difficult or bad situation, I would say. And then another one, it wasn't bad, but like, it was, um, I think it was controversial because Molly started dating uh, this guy. His name was Andrew. Mm-hmm. Andrew was, I forgot what his eth- ethnic background was. He's not oh, white. He was Asian, wasn't he? He was Asian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, just an interracial couple, just dealing with that and um having to navigate those conversations, uh, tough conversations about race, about uh, the world. I think there was a scene where they went on vacation, Issa, or not Issa, Molly, Andrew, and Andrew's brother, and I think his wife or his girlfriend. And there was a situation at the pool and Molly had like tried to get some towels or something. And Mm. they were like, well, we need to see your room card or we need to see this information and she was just like why are you you know going through all these extra miles just because so she went to go tell Andrew and his brother and he was like well you know that's just policy and she was like well no I think it was really it really had to do with the fact that I'm an African-American female so because I'm black Um, so just having those tough conversations while she was dating somebody um, that wasn't from the same ethnic background as her that that was it wasn't bad but it was just it came with this own set of challenges right yeah um crazy crazy moment and I yeah that comes with a lot of challenges I gotta hit on your first point first before I forget it but your first point of working with somebody who's dating your ex or like you know Actually, they were dating. That time where uh, they was uh, sitting at the table and mm-hmm. you know, just kept smiling because her phone was blowing up. Mm-hmm. And then she realized because he entered the coffee shop or restaurant or wherever East and Condola were meeting. And then uh, she was like, yeah, he's right over there. And then he came over to the table and so on and so on. But have you ever been in a situation like that? Where I had to work with somebody who was dating my ex? Or just work with, like, have you ever either worked with somebody that was dating your ex or, like, maybe not even your ex, but maybe a crush? Or have you ever had to work with a crush, like an ex-crush and or ex, you know, ex in general? I cannot say any of those have been my my situation. But, um, well... Okay, I did have to work with an ex once. So that was interesting. I guess he had a job and I was doing my job working at this um, place. Um, we'd work together on an event together. Mm. Uh, so it was it was challenging. It was just like, why are you here? But you're here to make money. So, right. <laughs> but it was fine. I mean, he did his thing. I did mine. And, and we got through it. We got through it. Yeah, I think when it comes to a point where you have to work with someone, either you're working with someone who's talking to either like either crush or ex crush or you know ex in general. Um, especially it is going to get complicated for married people. I know that's for sure. But um, I think in general you have to put on your big girl pants and tough it up sometimes just depending on how it is if they're disrespectful goodbye nah but like if it's like where Issa was in a position where she's trying to where she's an entrepreneur she's trying to get um everything coordinated for her event and she needs her condolence assistance for this sometimes like that you gotta suck it up especially you know money's involved and your best revenge like Beyonce said is your 
paper. That's right. But yeah, it takes a lot of maturity and growth to do that because it's hard to handle. It's a hard pill to swallow. But I got to hit on your second point, though, with interracial dating. Have you ever messed with anyone who was outside of your ethnicity? I have not. I've never messed with anyone that's outside of my ethnicity. I think I might have had a crush on when it wasn't, but like I've never dated anyone outside of my race. Um, I'm not against it. Um, I think if someone treats you good, if they're a positive person and they make you feel special, if you make them feel special, then it can work. But no, some people don't agree with me and that's okay. Uh, but no, I've never dated anybody outside of my race. Yeah, I, I've done it before. And um, thank <laughs> you. I was in high school. I've done it before, and I will not do it again. I think if they are of color, mm -hmm. so if they're Hispanic or like Asian, like I, I wouldn't mind trying something that maybe not be black, but at least if they have some type of color, some little melanin to them, something. Mm -hmm. I really love my Black people. If it ain't Black, put it back. <laughs> well, alrighty. Nah, nah, nah. But uh, I've tried it once, and it comes to times where there's, like, something controversial happening in the world, and they don't under, like, people who are white. I've dated someone who was white. Mm -hmm. and we will argue at times and we were in high school but we will argue at times and he like he just you don't understand our struggle Bill. black people and he would a lot of he would try to compare a lot of, and it just that it frustrated me and i'm just like that's why i prefer to date black people black women in general but this was a male and he was strong-headed and i never go down that revenue again personally but if i like your personality maybe we'll give it a try but otherwise settle down wise someone that understands my struggle someone who like can relate to it's easier but nah he would he would try to compare struggles like um like Nazis and all that stuff to slavery and like it it was just like no you can't do that you no you can't do things like we had it worse and I'm you know I'm this or that no 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 goodbye goodbye <laughs> but yeah I had I had to talk about that it it works for some people but some people it does not and it's some you just gotta have you gotta know yourself but. I have to let you know my bad, Danielle. My bad was I didn't really care too much for season five. I know you like that happy ending. I don't like it, it put a smile on my face, but if we had to talk reality and just as how uh, raw, because season one was raw. Season five was like it didn't hit it, it wasn't as raw as kind of season one for me and it had the happy happy ending but if you gotta be real if these were real people would you see Lawrence and um Issa really getting back together they they may have not but I mean and they could have things like this happen all the time in the real world but it was just a lot of happy endings and it wasn't as raw and real as I was like Oh, I really like this, but come on now. Let's be realistic. Molly finding a man. It reminded me of girlfriends. <laughs> so ended once Joan found a man and got married or got engaged. But mm -hmm. um it was a lot of a lot of twists and turns. Cause she was with um what's his name? The light skinned dude. Issa was with, she was with him, but they kind of they ended that they ended that relationship abruptly again and then she ended back with Lawrence but it was a back and forth as you see this is the time time lapse they were trying to make it work they didn't make it work 
Lawrence is with somebody else. He still got the baby, and Issa's doing her thing, growing bigger, and then eventually they get together. But too happy of an ending for me. Yeah. Uh, Most exes don't get back together, I would say. So that's you're right. It's not really a realistic ending. Sometimes things don't always work out. Yeah. But I guess what the show was trying to represent is like they're soulmates. So we shipped them from the beginning. I, I'm not gonna lie, I did I like the reconnection at the end of season four when it was uh walking down the street. Um, they went on that date. Yeah, and they went on that small date. And I, I really did like that. Mm-hmm. And I was shipping them, but Issa was with what's his face? That cut hair. And that was bipolar. And that left, and they broke up again. But yeah, yeah, uh, that's yeah. What it was okay. So I got to point out for my last bat, and it's kind of what we've been talking about since the beginning of this episode. But the cheating scandal, relationships, basically, and. How do we how do we feel about that? To be honest, for my bad necessarily, it is Molly's dating life, a bit of her high standards, and not only just high standards, but sometimes putting on those high standards, but not knowing yourself. Mm. And I think that was a strong determination of why she had such high standards in men. But she truly didn't know herself and put in the work to get to know herself and realize what's actually meant for her. Because she tried to build a perfect man. And none of the men she dated, of course, was perfect. They was either um, in an open relationship or they had a sexual experience that was gay. Um, and it was a one-time sexual experience that they had, but like a, there was little little things or sometimes big things. It depends who you are and how you view it. But uh, where it, if she was like, no, it's a red flag. To, there to was me. something that was always wrong. Yeah, there was something that was always wrong. And, you know, even Issa pointed out and her friends, like she's waiting for something to be wrong. She's waiting. But that was something. And I gotta, and we're gonna talk some more of it, but one more, one more note was with it coming to relationships and thinking that is it when you're figuring out yourself and also dating, is it bad to date multiple people while you're, you know, figuring yourself out? And you sometimes you don't even know you're trying to figure yourself out, but dating uh, multiple people or Something like almost what Issa had in the beginning, a long monogamous relationship. How are you feeling about that? Also, I had to put in this into question because it did happen on the show, but Polly. Polly amorous relationships, polygamy, that is that also happened on top of monogamous. But Daniel, I gotta I gotta spin some of that. I know it was a lot, it was a big mouthful, but mm-hmm. give me any of your takes on some of that. And I'll respond to it. Okay. I I don't think it's necessarily bad to, to date more more people uh, or more than one person at the same time. Um, especially if you're just trying to get to know somebody and just on the surface level or not surface, but you just you're picking out which ones you like, which one you don't. I think that's how dating is kind of supposed to go. A lot of the times people, um, they will get with one person and they start talking to this person every single day and then it's kind of like they're dating, but nobody's made anything official. So um, I don't think it's bad. I think um, it's good to see what you like, what you don't like and figure things out. Or Polly, I I don't believe in Polly. I'm not with that. I don't. I don't even like to share my food. So, you know, I'm not going to share my my person uh, with another person. But that's just me. Uh, different strokes for different folks. You feel me? Um, I like that. I like that saying. 
know. Thank you. <laughs> but that's just my take on it. So yeah. What okay. about you? Um I'm open to uh trying poly. I wouldn't mm. mind that that's something another story for another day. <laughs> I think for one that we're sometimes not even sometimes, but humans we're not always meant exactly for one person. Mm. Some like a lot of times you ca catch yourself either either if you're in a long-term relationship or just in a relationship in general, you may see somebody walking down the street or you may be at a club, you may be anywhere and you may find someone attractive. You may uh, have a friend. You may have a small crush on them. Now, if you do any actions with it now and you didn't talk about that with your partner, then of course that's cheating. But a lot of times we find ourselves, whether it's flirting or anything, and you find yourself attractive, like I said. But that's why I wouldn't mind seeing it because a lot of times we see monogamous relationships. And one of the person in that relationship kind of almost meant for poly they they keep their eyes wide and they end up cheating on the partner maybe multiple times with other people because maybe monogamous relationships aren't for them they still love their partner but what's uh what's that one show i'm not a player but i just crush a lot they that might just be them that might be them. But I was also watching a TV show where uh, on Freeform called Good Trouble where the Black character is, she's into Polly. She just started it. And actually the other actor, uh, what's the one that did Polly on Insecure? What was his name? Do you remember? I know his character's name, but I don't know his actual name. Oh, his character's name is Dre. Dre, yeah. So he's actually in this show and she she ended up breaking up with him it's so weird because he was doing poly on insecure but he didn't believe in poly on good trouble yeah <laughs> but she's into that she just kind of started it and she was dating multiple people and it was kind of cool to watch that happen especially for a black woman um and figuring out herself and being more in tune with herself so it wouldn't be something i would turn away i wouldn't mind trying it but I know there's a lot of a lot of deeper layers into it, but outside of the poly, uh, I don't think it's that bad. Excuse me, bad to date multiple people, especially while you're just figuring yourself out. Um, a lot of people do look down upon that because some people just don't just date; they may just have sexual encounters, mm -hmm. and they may not even go out on a date. They just actually just have sexual encounters with multiple people, and they just call it a day. So. You do your thing, whatever you, you know, whatever you want to do. But I'm not going to judge you too hard. Because we all human at the end of the day. You you never know how you're going to react to anything. Uh, but a part of dating life, the only thing I really thought was bad was just like the high standards. I realized for me a lot that does not work out because a lot of time I'm still figuring myself out. And I may not always know what I truly want. Standards versus values and morals are two different things if you're looking for someone who values family who values this and that that's different but he's got to look like this he's got to be this tall he's got to be that and this and that and this. i let all that go i let it all go i don't know how you feel about that danielle i i'm someone that looks at more of values morals if we can you know align a bit on that but standards not as not as too heavy for me that's good i'm working on it you know <laughs> i still have my little list and everything don't got to be perfect on the list but i'll be looking i'll be trying to check check my boxes off check your boxes off i feel it are you are you currently you i mean you don't have to spill the tea but are you currently dating right now mm, i'm not dating anyone I don't know why I hesitated, but yeah, I'm single. <laughs> single, y'all. She's single and ready to mingle. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But Daniel, I'm not kidding. <laughs> but she's not kidding, y'all. I'll take that back. She's not kidding. So slide up. 
Danielle's DMs and she may or may not respond depending who you is. Facts. All right, though. But y'all got to come with that pressure. If you're going to slide up on Danielle, you got to come with that pressure. You got to come with that heat. So, then we talked about the bad. We got to talk about the ugly. Good, bad, and ugly. The ugly for everyone. The ugly is how you define it. It's like art. You can define it how you want it to be. Uh, it could be pettiness. It could be that gray area. It's neither good. It's neither bad. But it's in this gray zone or it just doesn't make a lot of sense to you and something maybe a discussion but i'm gonna hit you with some of these ugly things that me and danielle thought of together and i had to talk about because we talked about relationships but i didn't really dive too much into the cheating i for me thought that of course was messy it was messy i get you're talking about with Issa and daniel and yeah from season one yeah. Yeah, season one where Issa cheated on Daniel, I get because Issa did Issa actually sorry, I'm trying to remember, but did Issa communicate with Lawrence that she wanted him to like be proactive? Because I know she talked about to him a bit about like you know going out for a job because he was unemployed and getting unemployment checks, and he got her birthday card at right at you. Uh, the, I, I think she may have said like you know go for your dreams but or you know at least start out with a part-time job and you know work yourself up but did she have multiple conversations like I need you to do this for our relationship I think she had those conversations with him after after um, cheating after cheating yes yeah. she did not talk to him before uh-uh. but you know who she did talk to Molly Oh, yeah. When they went to the restaurant, so they would just eat out or talk. Yeah. And I think a lot of what I consider bad and ugly, too, is we're afraid to have those uncomfortable conversations, even if it's with our significant other. She didn't discuss it enough. And if she did discuss something, it was almost subtle in effect. It wasn't like, yo, I cannot take this no more. Like, Lawrence... Like, I get it, you're unemployed. You really want your app to take off. But in the meanwhile, I need you to go out and hustle. Even though you're, you know, you're working on this app, can you do something in the meantime? Like, I need you not to be wearing the same shirt you was wearing, um, <laughs> you know, all morning. I want to see you come home in a suit, you know, dress nice, working hard, sweating, whatever. But something where I know, like, you're out here hustling. And he wasn't. And... For that, she didn't communicate it enough or make it out there for him to really take notice until after she cheated and she had that uncomfortable conversation, but she had this guilt because she cheated. And if she would have had the uncomfortable conversation, maybe everything would have turned around and she still would have been with her love of her life without having to go through all that season. But of course, we need a show, we need some drama. Mm -hmm. But I didn't like that she cheated. Nobody likes a cheater. And I've been in both positions. I cannot lie. I've been in both positions where I have cheated and I've been where I have been cheated on. Both do not feel good. They do not. But um, if you can fix something before you can, because communication is key, try to do it. That's just advice in general. But yeah, I had to... <laughs> shake my head at Issa when she cheated like you wanted it to happen but at the same time after it happened you just like damn here's a good man waiting for you yeah that's true yeah but um I didn't I didn't really care for the cheater and neither did Issa and I'm glad she did tell him but it took a little it took a little while some strength uh, Molly had to really call her out on her bullshit a lot, but um, I have to talk to about what happened down in season four with Molly, her pettiness, a lot of Molly, because Molly and Issa used to go at it time to time, but this was this like good turnaround time where they did not speak for a long time, almost maybe half the season or the full season in season four. Mm. But um, a lot, you see a lot of pettiness and Molly almost becomes like the villain. Like you, 
I didn't personally like Molly as much season four. Mm-hmm. And you kind of see that also take part on Twitter. But when Molly gets the block party up and going, we see her, Molly and Issa, you know, bickering and it's not working out. And she's mad that she also asked Andrew for help to help her with the block party to get their uh, their performer. Yeah. And you see that where, like, you're supposed to be my best friend. You see me down at the bottom. I've hit rock bottom before. And I'm finally doing something not only am I happy about, I'm passionate about, but I can make real money. And this is getting news coverage. And I'm doing my thing out here. And I want you to be here for me, be here to support me as my best friend. You told you, you told me you was going to support me. Then you feel like I betrayed you. Now, some people did agree with that betrayment and that she wanted to leave her love life out of, you know, Issa's messiness. Mm-hmm. But I still felt that was wrong um, in many ways. Not actually about that, but um, I didn't like that. I didn't like how you're, you know, you're with someone there, you know, you call, consider them your friend, sister even. But they're not supporting you on your wins. They're just actually mad because you they're used to you being down. And now that they see you rise above, they're just like, no, it's not supposed to happen. That's my ugly. I I, I couldn't I couldn't take that. I was team forget Molly. Like I was team, <laughs> I was team forget her. But how do you how do you feel about that, Danielle? I don't think it was wrong to, um, yeah, Molly, I think she just needed to figure out her priorities, figure out what was important to her um, and what was needed in that moment um, for her friendship with Issa. Um, and sometimes we don't always prioritize what's, what's best. You know, we don't always prioritize the things that are um, super valuable, super important. We might put other things on a pedestal and, um look into other other ways to to navigate things that are not uh what we should should be doing it's not always uh ethical I would say but yeah I agree with you pretty much with everything that you said and it took a minute but but Molly made a comeback she made a comeback and she started supporting Issa and um she made up for for lost time yeah I, I they definitely did make a comeback and um reunited. But I guess for me, have you ever had a friend try to block your blessing? Whether it's like personal relationship or any of that. Like have you ever had a friend that tried to like block your bre- blessings because it was petty? I'm gonna say no. I think my circle's pretty pretty solid so I would say I've never had a friend that's that's done that that's I've heard of other situations I would say but never my own so what about you that's not a friend if they blocking your blessings then I don't think that's a that's a friend um I've actually kind of had a story like that where it was, I was in college, of course, I'm a recent graduate, but um, there was a time where I needed assistance in the, and I didn't, it wasn't even for sure, it wasn't even um, confirmed yet, but I may have needed assistance with living for a summertime because I had a job that was a work from home job, uh, not work from home, sorry, that didn't happen to 2020. But it was a job where it was actually near my school and I not from my school area. Mm-hmm. And my hour and was from an hour and 30 minutes flight. And I needed just some assistance living because I couldn't get an on-campus job for the summer. And it was almost like they tried to block my blessings with not, you know, helping me out just in case I didn't get um the on housing spot because me and the boss that worked at the uh, campus me and her didn't get along at first but we ended up working things out and I was able to work on campus but at first the friend like we've been you know knowing each other for a long time but 
they didn't really want me to live with them during the summertime until I got on my feet because I needed this job to help me pay for school, pay for tuition because I didn't really have much scholarship. So that was for me is similar as in blocking my blessings because it's like I've been knowing you for so long and you're not like I wouldn't do you the same I, if you needed help. I Of course, I'll let you stay with me. You know what I'm saying? Something simple. If I grew up with you, I'll let you stay with me. And uh, we just set some ground. Rules. And of course, if you can help out on anything, whether it's groceries or any of that, that's cool. But like, that's that's to me is almost a blocking your blessing, especially from a friend, someone you consider your friend. Yeah. But um, I mean, I have I maybe a few trials and tribulations of different things, but yeah, I I got some that that's a story for sure. Mm-hmm. So. I got to hit on this other topic because this also went viral and this was talking about Greek life. And as we know, in Insecure, Amanda, well, that's her real name, actually. <laughs> her name is yeah. Amanda Seals, but what's her name in the show? Her character's name. Oh, Lord. Um, either way, Amanda Seals, she's the light skin. And then Molly. They are AKAs, Alpha Kappa Alpha members. So some people very much dislike that they are using an actual sorority um, and they're acting as members. But there are some people who are not mad at it, who some people actually don't mind it I wouldn't say I don't know if they may also like it too but at least maybe not do not mind it and they're not upset at it especially people who are Greek because I've seen comments of that too but they're showing representation they did not like uh bring down the org in any way Mm -hmm. and talk bad about aka but uh they did wear the paraphernalia and some people don't like it yeah her character's name was Tiffany Tiffany, yes, Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany. So I didn't mind it because I saw it shows representation. All they did was say um, their call. And then they also uh, wore the paraphernalia, but I didn't mind it. I think it showed representation because sometimes shows do have uh, Greek life and they bring them down in a way. Mm. So, how do you, what's your take on that? I, it wasn't my org, it wasn't my organization. Um, I personally don't want anyone wearing my letters that hasn't earned them, but, you know, uh, I thought it was a positive representation. I understand what they were trying to do. Um, so maybe, maybe have it in the background. Maybe she shouldn't have wore a t-shirt, maybe. Maybe she could have wore like a t-shirt with a frog on it or something. Maybe not the the actual letters. So that's just my take. They did the call and everything, but yeah. Now I I understand what you're saying though, because I I see both sides of it. I'm not hating too much because uh they didn't they didn't go too far with it, but they're actors. I'm sure they got permission. Otherwise they couldn't have uh, broadcasted that. So we talked about the good, we talked about the bad, and we talked about the ugly. So as we're wrapping this up, we gotta hit you with the question. Since we're talking about Insecure, the show, we have to talk about something that's a bit real and talking of insecurities. We all have them and we all have dealt with them. Some that we have overcame and conquered, but if there are some insecurities that you have overcame and conquered, uh, you're welcome to tell us some of those insecurities if you would like to, but you don't have to. But the point of maybe mentioning, we would like to hear actually, how you overcame those insecurities, because this may actually help someone else who's dealing with something 
dealing with the same insecurity or something else and they they have no clue how they can overcome it whether it is something dealing with your body your hair your skin anything or mentally but I would like to pose this question to all my listeners and watch of everyone that's watching of how have you overcame any of your insecurities if you have overcame them so I thank you all for joining my name is Chris you all can follow me on Instagram Twitter and TikTok at original Chris and with my guest host my name is Danielle, and you can follow me on Instagram at Danielle Pullian. All right. We appreciate you all for listening, and I hope you all have a good rest of your day or a night, and peace out. It's your host, Chris, again, and I thank you for listening to our episode today. Make sure to give us a follow on the current listening platform. You can also rate the show and tap that notification bell so you can always stay in the loop whenever the next episode is posted. Don't forget to follow us on all social media platforms, and that's Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at RFEB Podcast. Appreciate it for kicking it with us, and have a good one. Yeah, why you?